Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 4th of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Even though Venezuela broke relations with Colombia in 2019 during the Duque administration, it looks like the ties might be reestablished. On Thursday, the 28th, Colombian Foreign Minister Álvaro Leiva arrived in Venezuela. It is the first time that the representatives of the recently elected president of Colombia, Gustavo Petro, traveled to the country. His counterpart, Carlos Farias, and the governor of Tachira State, Freddy Bernal, welcomed him upon his arrival. At the meeting, both ministers talked about opening the border and expressed their commitment to improving bilateral relations between the two countries days before Petro assumes office. In more international news, on Monday the 1st, the judge in charge of the case of the Venezuelan-Iranian plane held in Argentina, Federico Villena, released 12 of the 19 members of the crew. The Emtrasur Airlines Boeing 747 Dreamliner, previously owned by the Iranian company Mahan Air, has been held in Argentina since the 6th of June because of possible links to terrorism. Among the released, there are 11 Venezuelan people, the remaining one is Iranian. The released crew members are required to appear once a month, in person or by email, before the Argentine embassy in their countries. Four Iranians and three Venezuelans remain in custody. Next up, on Friday the 29th, the British justice ruled in favor of Guaido's administration in the Gould trial again. However, Judge Sarah Cockrell of the Superior Court of London has not authorized Guaido's team to dispose of the 31 tons of Venezuelan gold reserved in the Bank of England. She said this decision must be determined in another trial. As it was expected, on Friday the 29th, the executive vice president, Delcy Rodriguez rejected the decision of the British justice and urged the London court to go back on its ruling. Fun fact, while on trial for the Gould case, that team in charge of the central bank that had been appointed by Guaido illegal. In other news, Cohedes state radio stations are prey to harassment. On Friday the 29th, the National Union of Press Workers announced the closure of the station's Luna 95.5 FM and Impacto 91.7 FM. The National Telecommunications Commission, best known as CONATEL, said that the closing of the stations was due to the illegal exploitation of the radio spectrum and proceeded to take consoles, transmitters, and computers, among others. So far in July, six stations have been closed down in Cojedes. In other news, on Friday the 29th, the Minister of Interior and Justice, Remigio Ceballos, said that the Venezuelan authorities have dismantled 11 gangs dedicated to human trafficking in the country, where 42 victims were rescued. He didn't explain when or where these actions were carried out. However, on his Twitter account, Ceballos shared that they have managed to imprison 20 people. 12 of them were already wanted by the police. The last dismantled gang was located in Caracas and was made up of three individuals, according to Areasa. The criminals talked with the victims on social media, offering them job opportunities abroad. At the time of the meeting, the victims were kidnapped and then moved to Colombia. 
A national council against human trafficking was established in July 2021. However, the council has failed to provide any figures on victims, the number of dismantled gangs, or the treatment and support received by the rescued. Moving on, on Friday the 29th, the ombudsman, Tarek William Saab, reported that the public ministry will start a campaign against pedophilia on social networks with the hashtag pedophilia is crimen. During a press conference on the Tabistat channel VTV, Tarek said, quote, There are powerful people that want to live in a world where pedophilia is normalized and not considered to be a crime, end quote. The prosecutor also reported that animal abuses and femicides in the country have decreased due to the immediate conviction of criminals. On Saturday the 30th, the United Nations Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs announced that the Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs and United Nations Emergency Relief Coordinator, Martin Griffiths, would be in Venezuela for two days. On Sunday the 31st, Griffiths arrived in the country to later meet with Maduro the following day in Miraflores Palace to address humanitarian and social needs in Venezuela. On the same day, he also met with the opposition party, UN agencies and national and international NGOs. His visit officially ended on Tuesday 2nd. Griffiths said that even though the country's economy is showing signs of recovery, there are still quote-unquote important humanitarian needs that need to be covered in Venezuela. He also reported that the UN will put into action the Humanitarian Response Plan, which focuses on supporting health services and improving food security, nutrition, and education, among others. On Friday the 29th, Guaido's administration mourned the death of 13 Venezuelans who died in Nicaragua. On Wednesday the 27th, there was a car accident on the Esteli, Pan American Highway, leading a bus transporting 50 passengers to fall off a cliff. 16 people were killed and 47 were injured. On the same day, Nicaragua's Vice President Rosario Murillo reported that Nicaraguan and Venezuelan authorities are coordinating the repatriation of the injured and the deceased. In other news, on Thursday the 28th, the Chavista party commemorated the 64th anniversary of the birth of former President Chavez. The commemorative acts began with a fireworks display at the Cuartel de la Montaña, where the body of the deceased president rests. The National Armed Forces celebrated the day with masses and concerts around the country, while Vice President of the PSUV, Diosdado Cabello, shared a few words in a national broadcast. On social media, Maduro shared a message and asked citizens to celebrate the date by, quote, debating, building, and providing solutions for the country, end quote. Following these news, on Friday the 29th, the Minister of Communes and Social Movements, Jorge Arreaza, told the state channel VTV that the childhood home of former President Chavez will be turned into a museum. A day after Chavez's birthday, Areaza announced that Chavez's family house, located in Barinas City, will be reconditioned and open to the public as soon as possible. Moving on, on Thursday the 28th, the Phoenix Lara Penitentiary Center Vice Principal Juan Lopez Prieto and the guards Carlos Canaguacan and Juan Carlos Mogollón were imprisoned. Prieto Canaguacan and Mogollon are accused of assaulting four female inmates with a pellet gun and beating them on the 24th of July. 
All of them suffered deep wounds and one underwent surgery for a broken leg. It is said that the incident started after a fight that broke out between the inmates and reached physical violence, and the guards were intervened. The report was submitted to the Venezuelan Prison Observatory by the inmates' relatives. On Thursday the 28th, dozens of educators protested in front of the Lara State Government building, demanding full payment of the vacation bonus. At the end of July, the summer vacation started in different educational centers of the country, as well as a payment of the vacation bonus to active and retired teaching staff. However, Maduro's government had promised to pay a bonus of 311 US dollars, but only paid 77. The teachers marched from the headquarters of the educational zone to the Lada government building where a police picket tried to prevent the march from continuing. So far, the government has not issued an explanatory statement. On Sunday the 31st, in the early hours of the morning, a fire broke out in the facilities of the Mercado de los Corrotos in Quinta Crespo in Caracas. A team of aeronautical firefighters appeared at the scene and controlled the incident. According to the user reports via social media, the building was on fire for about six hours. The Integral Defense Zone and the Capital Region said that the fire only caused material losses. To end the show on some good news, on Thursday the 28th, Cisneros Media, Venevision, and the Miss Venezuela organization announced on social media that, after nine years, finally, the great event of Venezuelan beauty will be held again at the Poliedro de Caracas, a place that has been its home since 1975. The Poliedro de Caracas was turned into a hospital to care for COVID-19 patients in March 2020. This year, it turned into its normal functions after restoration work and is now ready to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Miss Venezuela event this 16th of November. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach underscore Ben. Hasta la próxima.